0: It's time Fort Wayne. Your sports, your station. It's the sports, sports rush, rush with, with Brett Rump. Rump. Go to Denver, Three ball, that's Landis. Covering all the topics that hit a nerve here in the Summit City. Clark, 11 yards, touchdown. Only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Now here's your host, Brett Rump. The greatest, most interesting, most important person of all time.
1: You are incredible. To
2: me, I'm older and I'm
1: white. Yeah, well, you're half right. What is This amateur hour! This art. is gonna be huge. I believe this is gonna be our finest hour. Just when I think you said the stupidest
2: thing ever, you keep talking. I think that's the worst thing I've ever heard. That boy ain't right. The simplest way to put it, I
1: have problems. Welcome to the alleged show.
3: Those with a
0: party around. The Christmas tree have a happy holiday. And a season's greetings from our Federated Media studios on the south side of the Summit City with producer Adam Lundy. This is John Nolan in for Brett, who's on the road with Purdue Fort Wayne men's basketball. We've got your local sports fix all the way up until 6. The Dons, by the way, they're on their way to Pittsburgh to take on the Pitt Panthers tomorrow night in an ACC test at 7 o'clock, and that's a game that you can catch right here. On 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Plenty of hoops to cover in this holiday week, a playoff push for the Colts and a whole lot more. Get involved with the program. Our Parkview Sports Medicine text line is 46862. Let us know what's on your minds here. Just days away now from Christmas, the calendar in 2023 winding down. So, you know, feel free to let us know what was the best and maybe the not so best of your year. Of course you hear Dan Patrick on thirteen eighty of the fan and one hundred point nine FM daily from nine to twelve and usually on Mondays. They've got best and worst of the weekend. Well, we're at the point where you give us your best and worst of the year. Right now, Adam, I hope things are trending better rather than worser for you.
3: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We're having a great end of the year. We're wrapping things up. A lot of uh a lot of high school sports that we've been doing here. We've been having a lot of fun with uh the high school football wrapping up down at Lucas Oil Stadium last month right around Thanksgiving. That gets us right into the holiday season after that where we get into the Christmas mood. We're doing high school basketball. We got IU basketball, Purdue basketball. Purdue Fort Wayne Dons are killing it both on the boy the the women and the men's side. So I'm having a lot of fun right now here doing sports radio here in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Oh, you point out some great highlights, certainly,
0: as you look in review on this year, and especially with multiple high school football state champions. Again, congratulations once more to Bishop Lewis and Snyder. I think definitely it's the top of the list of big moments that you could hear right here on 1380, the fan and 100.9 FM this year. And speaking of the scholastic scene coming up later this evening, Got high school basketball for you, a non-conference battle between Warsaw and Carroll over in Northwest Allen County. It's a 7:30 tip tonight. Our guy Derek Decker will be on the call. We'll actually talk to Derek next hour, get a little preview of that game. Plus, Derek's an IU alum, huge Hoosiers fan, so we'll talk indiana with him not just uh men's basketball but women's basketball coming off of a win last night and tomorrow's national signing day and of course a lot of momentum right now for iu football we'll actually check the pulse down in bloomington coming up in about a half hour as well with zion brown he covers the hoosiers these days for the indy star so we'll talk with zion and Before then, I mentioned actually tonight it's going to be Warsaw and Carroll boys basketball. We're going to talk to one of the greatest players in Warsaw basketball history. Kyle Mangus is now playing professionally for the Indiana Mad Ants, who on national television earlier today won their 13th consecutive game. They're now in the semifinals of the NBA G League Showcase taking place down in Orlando. So they're a couple wins away from a team prize of $100,000. That would be $10,000 directly to Kyle. So... We'll see how things are going for him right now down in Florida as he's having a phenomenal season. Great to see from not only a Northeast Indiana native, but a guy who went under the radar out of high school and wound up going to Indiana Wesleyan University. He was a pain in the side for the St. Francis Cougars here in town playing in the Crossroads League, but now really again blossoming in his professional career and also looking ahead to our number two We'll catch up with Andrew Chernoff from Wish TV. Covers the Colts in addition to IU, Purdue. He's got his pulse on the Indiana sports scene. And so as the Colts gear up for their next game on Sunday, or I should say on uh, yeah Sunday, Chris, Chris, the calendar kind of goes out the window this yeah, time of year now. It right? really does. Like You got Christmas Eve coming up. Uh, that's when the game will be against the Falcons in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. There's a quarterback uh change that we'll tell you about coming up here in a bit but uh yeah i'm glad to hear all you know a lot of people now are able to start taking their vacation and uh, you don't really have to worry about what day it is you don't have to worry about getting up early and, and clocking into work you can sort of just uh ride the wave here till the till the end <laughs> of the year but adam he continues to to grind and adam uh i gotta say by the way i, I actually tuned in a little bit yesterday When you guys were streaming on Facebook and so I had a sneak peek and that video is still up there on the 1380 the fan Facebook page and make sure as well to follow along at 1380 the fan on X the app formerly known as Twitter but uh, Adam not only is producer extraordinary extraordinary excuse me because not only is he pushing all the buttons to, to get us on air here. Also decorating an interior decorator and what is otherwise, you know, a perfectly fine, but admittedly drab studio. Yeah. You've put uh, a holiday touch in here. We've got some some uh, colorful bulbs. So, Adam has declared himself Team Colored Christmas lights as opposed to uh, more of a classic Ooh. white look. But I like the, it adds some energy here that this room really needed. So, uh, great stuff by you. And then, even as a New York Knicks fan, which you oddly enough are, you've added a little flair there
3: too, right? Oh, yeah. We got uh, Julius Randall Claus there right above the Christmas lights, kind of watching over us with his uh, Santa hat on. Making sure we're in the holiday spirit here. I I honestly didn't even consider the colored versus white lights debate when I put them up. But uh, I guess that's a whole thing, too. What would you grow up with at home? Uh, Definitely colored. Definitely colored. The bright, big bulbs. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it's a little more fun. I can respect the uh, the all white look. It looks very clean. It looks very uh, classy. Classy would be a good word to describe a house with the all white Christmas lights. Good job by uh, you getting ready for
0: your future career in politics.
3: Or yeah, exactly. get dragged exactly. down the, hall to, to the, wo- the middle wo- here studios
0: <laughs> working both sides of the aisle. Well, yeah, again, our Parkview Sports Medicine text line is four, six, eight, six, two. Or are you team uh, colored, colorful Christmas lights or uh, team classic white? Um, but great job here. And actually, it's going back to your Julius Randall clause of the NBA player. At first, I thought that was like an elf on the shelf. I thought maybe you got a figurine. But. Uh, But not the case, necessarily.
3: Not the case. No, it's, uh, he's just a little printout up there, but, uh, he's keeping us festive. He's keeping us festive. (laughs) You're, you're doing a great job of keeping us
0: festive. Uh, yeah, I appreciate you. Adding to the holiday vibes here, are you, are you feeling it right now that it's, you know, Christmas time?
3: Yeah, definitely. I, a little bit more now that we got some of that snow yesterday, that kind of helped get me into the wintry Christmas mood a little bit, uh. I know it's not going to stick around on the ground here; it's already mostly gone. But uh, that helped get me into the Christmas mood a little bit. Before that, wasn't wasn't super feeling it, but yesterday with with, uh, with a little bit of snow on the ground, I think that helped a little bit. Glad to hear, because you gotta you gotta brighten up here this this time of year. Absolutely, I had
0: the opportunity to play a, a bit of a Chris Kringle on the way down here to the station, coming from uh, downtown at Parkview Fields, but a, a pit stop along the way from the ballpark at the uh, post office, was dropping off gifts that people have ordered through tincaps.com, and uh, I'll give a quick little plug there. Go for it. You can shop online through tincaps.com. If you order by tomorrow, good chance you'd still get your gift uh, ahead of Christmas, and uh, in case, though, you don't want to risk it, just a a PSA that the Orchard Team Store at Parkview Field is open tomorrow, Wednesday, and Thursday as well from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., and then on Friday from 10 a.m. to 3:30 p.m. and then bonus hours coming up on Saturday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. So in case you're busy working during the week, still Saturday again open from 10 to 2. And then once more, if you do order online through tincaps.com uh, by tomorrow, good chance that you could get that order shipped in time for Christmas Day, which is Monday's the 25th. So yeah, Saturday the 23rd. Christmas Eve is Sunday, and then at Christmas Day will be Monday. That's where it feels like a, a weekend since it's a holiday, but it, it will be Monday. Yeah, kind of a, an extended Christmas weekend, if you will. Amen to that. Well, before we go any further, Adam, hit us with today's headlines.
3: Let's do it. All right, well, the Colts are placing wide receiver Isaiah McKenzie and cornerback Tony Brown on the reserve suspended list for three games of the regular season for conduct detrimental to the team. Both players were surprised healthy scratches against the Steelers on Saturday. There's no report on what both players actually did yet, but we'll be following this story closely. Indiana added one of the top playmakers from a very good James Madison defense via the portal today. Defensive lineman Mikhail Kamara announced today that he is headed to Bloomington to rejoin head coach Kurt Signetti. The 6'1 and 265-pound Kamara has two years of eligibility remaining. Kamara was a disruptive force for JMU on the edge in 2023 with 17.5 tackles for loss, 6.5 sacks, 5 quarterback hits, and 3 forced fumbles. Well, quarterback Taylor Heineke is listed to start Sunday for the Atlanta Falcons against the Indianapolis Colts, the team announced today. He'll be replacing Desmond Ritter for the second time this season. Heineke has started in losses against Minnesota and Arizona this year and has completed 55.4% of his passes for 498 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception this season. And last story for this hour, New York Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers indicated earlier today that he won't play again this season. Quote, if I was 100% today, I'd definitely be pushing to play, he said. Quote, but the fact is, I'm not. Rodgers, who underwent surgery on September 13th, said it was always, quote, unrealistic to think that I would be 100% to be medically cleared at any point during the regular season. And those are your top stories for this hour, John. Thank you,
0: Adam. And yeah, with the Jets officially eliminated from playoff contention, does not make any sense for Rodgers to rush back for the final few meaningless games that was shared earlier today on the Pat McAfee show. But hey, if you're a Colts fan, Good news. Last few games, very meaningful, including coming up on Sunday afternoon in Atlanta against the Falcons, who are somewhat in turmoil at the quarterback position themselves. So I think if you're a Colts fan, you got to be appreciative of the opportunity to, to play these games with uh, the playoffs at stakes here down the stretch of the season. So feel free again to chime in on our Parkview Sports Medicine text line, 46862, what you're grateful for. That said, Now as I sort through the calendar now coming up, Festivus is on Saturday, the 23rd. So we're not going to have the sports rush coming up on Saturday. So if you've got any uh, grievances to air, you can also share those uh, via the Parkview Sports Medicine text line at 46862. And I'm sorry, Adam, I'm a little bit rusty here. It's been more than a month since I had last filled in. No worries. On On the sports rush for Brett um, I mentioned a few of the guests we're going to have. Also, over the course of the next couple hours, I'm uh, going to make sure to exhaustively talk about the Cowboys. <laughs> I'll give you my take on Draymond Green. Yeah. And what else am I missing?
3: Uh, we could talk about Shohei Otani to the Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that too. We're gonna
0: we're gonna go in depth on Shohei Otani's dog's name. Oh no. Um, actually, as a baseball fan, I feel like. The Shohei talk still did not even approach the levels of um, the likes of ESPN talking about the Cowboys ad nauseum and Draymond Green over the last week or so. Um, Maybe we can just play off that and talk about – whether or not the lakers should have hung up a banner for their in-season tournament championship. But oh am my I, gosh. so uh, yeah, again I'm I'm rusty, but just, <laughs> am I doing that right here for for Sports Talk Radio?
3: You nailed it. All the all the hot topics that everybody here in Northeast Indiana wants to hear about. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's kind of ironic here as I you
0: know, I'm fortunate to have a, a microphone in front of me here Sports Talk Radio, but uh man, I like can't really uh, this is my festivist airing of grievances. I really can't stomach Uh, watching or listening to most national programs because it just is inevitable that you're just going to get the Cowboys shoved (laughs) down your throat (laughs) or some NBA storyline that's not really that big of a deal uh, this time
3: of year. Totally agree. Uh, I mean the Cowboys. It's it's like okay, they're good. We're we're gonna keep watching but them. But they're not against and, yeah, quality exactly teams. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the thing. They're good at home at Jerry World, and then they go on the road and then they're not. So and then we we could see that the uh, 49ers are probably gonna win the NFC, and then they'll have home home field advantage for the majority of the playoffs, and uh, Cowboys will be uh, SOL. As they say. Easy now. Easy. <laughs> come on. Come on. I'm
0: gonna have to give you a bar of soap, uh, Christmas story style. Well, uh, kidding aside, a lot of talks, some local sports, and catch up with uh, a local Northeast Indiana star, Kyle Mengus, Warsaw, an Indiana Wesleyan University alum, now shining in the Pacers organization with the Mad Ants. We'll catch up with Kyle when we come back. This is the Sports Rush on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. And this is John Nolan in for Brett today. Thanks for making us part of your Tuesday evening. And our Parkview Sports Medicine text line is four six eight six two. Someone with kind of a a ball humbug attitude. I'll never be sold on Purdue. We'll always be an early to mid-round exit with the tournament and have a great regular season. Well, I hope for for that person, we thank you for chiming in. I, I hope that you're wrong and that you can wind up with a better run in March. But for the time being, it's pretty awesome that the Boilers are number one. In the country, we got another message talking about Aaron Rodgers, 40 years old. How much does he have left? I mean, fair question. That said, we're seeing all these backup quarterbacks around the uh, NFL, including Zach Wilson, uh, with the jets who doesn't have as much probably as aaron Rodgers says last
3: no i mean we're seeing joe joe flacco in our year of 2023 so uh, we'll see how long aaron Rodgers can keep doing it too <laughs> yeah well right now excited
0: to talk about someone who's in his prime and that's kyle mangus the warsaw high school grad the indiana wesleyan university alum and current standout with the indiana mad ants the g league affiliate of the pacers who are currently playing and the G League Showcase that's being held down in Orlando, Florida, and maybe you saw it if you were flipping the channels earlier today on national TV on ESPN2. It was an early afternoon game in which Kyle and the and the Madans took down the Washington Wizards-affiliated Capital City Go-Go. So the team is this is sounds made up. They're 14 and one. They've won 13 consecutive games. They're now in the semifinals of the G League Showcase. The winner. We'll earn a hundred thousand dollars as a team and so that means individually ten thousand dollars on the line for Kyle. So Kyle, congratulations on this tremendous season that you and your teammates have had so far. Thanks a lot for your time. What's the the vibe like right now down in Orlando?
2: Yeah, thanks for having me on, John. Um really fun time down here in Orlando, just you know, being being at a venue where all thirty G League teams are in one spot and everyone gets to play play games and kind of see each other in person is it's pretty cool in itself. So yeah, had a had a big win earlier today. Man, that was a grind. Um, that Washington team was really talented. Had a uh, had some NBA experience on that team. So happy we could pull that one out. And um, you know, every game's going to be a battle. We're going to get um, every team uh, every team's best shot for sure.
0: Yeah, but it, it's been a, an amazing run that you guys have been on. In case for anyone who's you know not familiar with, why are all the G League teams? congregating together down there in one spot and in recent years this tournament had been hosted in las vegas but uh for the next few years now it'll be in orlando all nba teams have basically their front offices there and so it becomes easier more efficient for scouts to be able to check out everybody in one spot so kyle i imagine tell us uh, you probably don't want to dwell on that right i mean you know the people can see you no matter when or where you're playing but uh what does that kind of add to the element with all these NBA executives around it and rather than fans in the stands?
2: Sure, yeah. Um, it's definitely different. You know, there's, you know, those GMs and scouts from each team. And, you know, there's, there's a little bit of buzz going through the crowd and, you know, a lot of people walking in um, with some big names and, and that type of thing. And I feel like that gives everyone a little boost. You know, you're playing for a little bit, something extra. You're playing for your team, but you're also at the same time trying to showcase what you have, um, that's, you know, what the showcase is about. So I think the big thing for our team is, um, playing the way we have been on, on this winning streak, trying to play the right way, be unselfish. And, you know, in the end, that'll, that'll, uh, create better opportunities for, for everyone on our team.
0: For sure. Yeah. And Kyle, I know you've answered this uh, before in a few other spots, but for those who haven't caught it yet, what's this experience been like for you playing back, uh, in your home state and for those who, uh, aren't entirely familiar with Kyle's journey after going to Warsaw and then graduating from Indiana Wesley in 2021, spent the last couple of seasons playing professionally overseas in the Czech Republic in Lithuania. So, you know, even if you don't get to call the Allen County War Memorial Coliseum, your home court now, playing at gamebridge Fieldhouse uh, a lot closer than having an ocean uh, and then some in between. So what's it been like? It's been
2: awesome. Just having family and friends at each game and just, you know, living in Indianapolis, Right downtown, having the Pacers facilities right there has been so cool. Um, it's big for a, a kid who grew up in Indiana. Um, you know, that's what we love. We love our basketball, and we grew up dreaming about about doing things like this. So I'm not taking it for granted. Soaking up every second, and um, yeah, I'm just loving it. Honestly, it's been such a fun year.
0: I've heard you say that you went to some Pacers games growing up as a kid. You went to. Uh, check out IU in the Big Ten tournament down at GameBridge Fieldhouse. In the past, do you have any vivid memory come to mind as a, as a young fan there? Um,
2: yeah, I mean, I feel like I, I remember guys like Danny Granger and, you know, of course, Paul George. Like growing up, as I, as I, I as I was, you know, learning about the game, like those were the guys kind of who I was watching on the, on the Pacers. And then, yeah, going to Big Ten tournaments there, whoever it was, like. Um, I think, like, our, it wasn't even IU. Like, I remember Evan Turner, I think, had a shot for Ohio State. Like, just just big moments there in that arena. And to be able to play each home game there is pretty neat in itself.
0: No doubt. Later tonight, Warsaw High School at Carroll coming up here at 730 on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. And right now we've got one of the, the Warsaw Tigers goats with us, Kyle Mangus. And, yeah, honestly, it would probably be a pretty neat story if Kyle was just simply on the roster, last guy on, on the bench playing in the Pacers organization with the Madants right now. But that's not the case whatsoever. Key contributor on this team that's been the best in the G League so far this season, averaging 16 points a game and doing so extremely efficiently, 45% from three-point range on the season. There have been some times this year where the Pacers have had five of their fully contracted players, uh, in the lineup, and Kyle's been the leading scorer. So I guess Kyle, as we mentioned, there's a lot of uh, scouts and front office types, GMs down there. What kind of feedback are you getting in terms of, uh, you know, what you're continuing to try to develop in your game?
2: Yeah, I mean, I feel feeling more comfortable each game, feeling more aggressive each game, and just, you know, it helps when you have great players around you like Jordan Bell, alfred Payton, Craig Sword, guys who have NBA experience. I'm, I'm learning a lot from them and. Just trying to find my role, you know, hitting down open shots, you know, attacking the paint, trying to create for my teammates. I think that's huge. The biggest thing for me probably is just defensively staying in front of my guy. I mean, players are so athletic and quick and just, you know, talented down here. So being able to just be solid on defense, um, be in the right spot and then just, you know, a lot of it comes down to just effort and, and staying in front of your guy. I think that's the biggest thing for my game moving forward.
0: Well, we've heard Mad Ants head coach Tom Hankins, though, say, you know, coming in, maybe thought Kyle was really going to be a sharpshooter. But more than that, you're a complete scorer and uh, Mm -hmm. more than held your own on the defensive end, too. So now the Mad Ants, you can catch him again on national TV Thursday afternoon. They'll be playing either the fourth seeded Clippers affiliate or the fifth seeded Atlanta Hawks affiliate at 130. That's on ESPN. I guess with the chance to be on ESPN two today, when you got back to the uh, locker room after the game, do you have more texts than usual? Uh, people able to k- to catch you there on national TV?
2: Yeah, for sure. I had some some uh, messages from people like they they were just in like a restaurant or something, and, and the game was on, you know, the, the the big screen. So that's that's always cool to play on ESPN, have some more eyeballs on you.
0: Yeah, former NAIa national champ and player of the year at Indiana Wesleyan. Kyle Mangus joining us right now, and uh, Kyle, I mentioned that uh, your Warsaw Tigers will be playing at Carroll later tonight. Top of your head, you remember yeah. what your record was against Carroll <laughs> in your career?
2: Oh, that's a good question. Um, Putting you on the spot. Sorry. I I think I was uh, two and one versus them. I think we won. We beat them my sophomore year. My brother actually hit a buzzer beater at home on senior night, which is super fun moment and then my junior year we beat them we were both top-ranked teams and then my senior year they uh, upset us so uh, always great battles two two uh good basketball programs um so yeah I'm, i might have to, to turn that one on, on the stream too and watch it
0: <laughs> yeah and uh, i know you're a very family oriented guy and proud of your northeast indiana roots have you kept up with uh the warsaw program over the years
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, being in Europe the past two years, I haven't been able to go to any games. But plan on doing it this year. Have a, have some guy, younger guys I know on the team. Uh, Luke Bricker, Drew Sullivan, Carson Gould. So really rooting for them and try to help those young guys. Um, Want to see them succeed.
0: Absolutely. And so, again, Kyle Mangus and in the Indiana Mad Ants. They're in the Final Four of the G League Showcase. They're on a franchise record. Uh, 13-game winning streak out uh, to a 14-1 and start to their season and uh Kyle I guess for some Pacers fans who who might be listening right now you guys had Jarris Walker playing with you today and and he was the the leading scorer with 31 points the rookie top 10 pick out of Houston uh for those you know he's had limited action in NBA games with the Pacers this year with from your up-close perspective uh, what's your scouting report on Jarris Walker's ability
2: yeah he was he was killing it today I mean six threes is super impressive especially at his size um, and a lot of them were off the dribble threes too. They weren't easy just catch and shoot shots, you know? Um, so he's, he's super impressive just with how young he is, but also just, I mean, I feel like his instincts and feel for the game are always, you know, super impressive, just defensively blocking shots, standing in front of guys and then offense. He's, he's shown his scoring ability and he can pass a little bit too. So, um, yeah, he's super impressive. I, I have no doubts he's going to have a, have a great career and, um, Really enjoy playing with him. He he helped us big time today. I mean, man, we needed him.
0: Yeah, contributions from all over. And, Kyle, uh, I'll just – I know you're a humble guy, so you wouldn't uh, bring this up yourself. But I think anyone who's been tuned in here, they can get a sense for it. Kyle, super down-to-earth guy, a great teammate. Humble, too, because, you know, one – as cool as it is to have uh, a Jairus Walker step into the lineup at the end of the day, that means a little bit less time on the floor for everybody else, including <laughs> yourself, but uh, love the buy-in and Hey, give credit to Jairus too. I heard him saying on uh, ESPN two after the game that, you know, he's hungry to help everybody else win the, uh, the prize money in this tournament. Since for him as a first round pick, he's actually not eligible for it. So yeah, I hope uh, mm-hmm. you guys can all yeah. get it done there and uh, hope for fans out there. They have uh, a chance to continue to follow Kyle's career representing Northeast Indiana. So, so well and doing it in such a first-class fashion. So Kyle, thanks for your time. Congratulations on everything and uh, best of luck uh, on Thursday and going forward.
2: Yeah, no, thank you for having me on. Um, Always good to, you know, chat about Matt Ants and and Pacers basketball and just, yeah, super excited about this year. Thank you, guys.
0: Well, our thanks to Kyle Mangus. You can follow him on social media, on Instagram. He's underscore k mango the number two, and just uh, 100% first-class guy, such a perfect, really, representation of this community.
3: Absolutely. Awesome to check in with him, hear about he's, how he's doing in his professional basketball career after a standout career just just close to us here at Warsaw.
0: Yeah, and so, uh, again, our thanks to, uh, to Kyle, and, and best of luck to him, and you can catch his alma mater, Warsaw, playing at Carroll tonight, and that's a game that we'll have coverage of. Derek Decker on play-by-play at 7 30 tonight all right we'll step aside right now when we come back we'll get some more of your messages on the parkview sports medicine text line 46862 don't forget you can also call in next hour a chance to win some pizza hut eat good here uh, for the holiday season and then on the other side we'll check in down in bloomington with zion brown who covers the hoosiers for the indy star this is the sports rush on 1380 the fan and 100.9 fm Coach Kaufman and Brett, they're on the bus right now. Eastward bound towards Pittsburgh. It'll be the Macedons and the Pitt Panthers tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. A game you can listen to right here on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. So this is John Nolan in for Brett here this evening. If you want some hoops tonight, already mentioned, we've got Warsaw at Carroll on the high school scene, a 7.30 tip tonight. But if you want to catch the Hoosiers, go down the dial. Our sibling station, 92.3 FM and IU tonight is in action at Assembly Hall against Moorhead State. And so for more on that, it's a pleasure for us to welcome on Zion Brown, who's covering tonight's game for the Indy Star. He's also the co-director of WIU Sports down in Bloomington. And sometimes you can catch him on play-by-play and as an analyst for the Big Ten Network Plus, Zion, thanks so much for your time. And let's start with this. I know you had a deep dive in review of the Hoosiers game on Saturday against Kansas. After re-watching that, studying that film, what were your biggest takeaways?
1: My biggest takeaways from, from that specific game were, were probably just the fact that Indiana's defense looked the best it had looked so far this year. Um, they were really connected and, and and really all together in that matchup, and, and that if Trey Galloway, who had a career-high 28 points in that game, if he can play somewhat like that, obviously he's not going to score 25 or 28 every game. But if he can play closer to that level than the level we've seen him play prior to that game, and this NEM team is likely one that we at least we be going to have to make the tournament again this year.
0: Yeah, and on that subject of making the tournament... No, I've heard some somewhat uh, negative talk. I suppose fans feeling like, oh, they, they missed an opportunity on a signature non-conference win. Um, but Zad, one thing I was going to plan to talk to talk about later on the show here today is that even if this isn't the greatest season ever for the Big Ten, there's still more than plenty of opportunities to register some quad one and quad two wins once you dive into conference play coming up. So, guys, just from your perspective, what is the path to the tournament for IU?
1: Yeah, I think the path is one where they, they have missed out on their chances to get you know the elite non-conference wins. But what you can say about IU at this point, they still have a, a few more left. But at this point, they have three more non-conference games left. None of them are against you know quality great teams. But a lot of teams in the Big Ten have lost games to, to teams that are inferior to them. We see Northwestern lost to Chicago State, of course that opening night. Michigan State lost to James Madison. Indiana to this point in the season has lost Yukon, UConn, Auburn, and Kansas, three really good teams that, unless something goes terribly wrong, they'll all be in the tournament. They'll all probably be top six or seven seeds in the NCAA tournament. So, as of right now, the Hoosiers don't have a bad loss, a terrible loss that the committee will look at and say, well, this is a loss that, you know, we don't want our tournament team to have. They have. Once again, they have these three games at the end of December that they have to win and, and make sure they end non-conference play without having one of those losses, but if they can continue to do that, then they get into Big Ten play and let it shake out there. Once again, this is a, a conference where outside of Purdue, I, there's no reason I have to have trust in anybody. So, and we saw this IU team. This IU team has beaten Purdue now, I, I want to say, three of the last four times they played at this point. So this is a team that believes they can beat Purdue at least once this year if they go for it that way. So if this team can can finish off December strong and then get into non-conference play, get into Big Ten play rather, and, and beat the team that they feel like are at the same level or worse than them, then I think they could be in a pretty good shape
0: come March. Yeah, great point. Again, Zion Brown, who's covering the Hoosiers for the Indy Star, on with us right now. And IU will be playing Moorhead State coming up this evening at 630. And if you want to watch that game, will be on BTN. So, yeah, first things first, what should fans be aware of here with Moorhead State tonight?
1: I think this is a Moorhead State team that, what I've seen, I, I believe the Pre-World well coach, Preston is the, the head coach there. He's been there for a while now, and, and they're a team that, that makes shots. They, they know how to put the ball in the basket, and that's a big thing. Riley Mitt is their main guy out there this year. He's been he's been really good for them this season. So it, it's a team that can make shots. It's a team that takes a lot of threes, which we have seen kind of give Indiana some issues this year. So I'm interested to see if if IU this in tonight's game if they can you know limit the amount of threes that go up and go in against this really talented Moorhead State team. Those are the things I'm looking for more. Is The Moorhead State offense, their defense to me doesn't look all that challenging. So I don't think Indiana will have too big of a struggle scoring against them, but it'll be about the defensive end for the Hoosiers today.
0: Yeah, you can follow Zion on X or Twitter. at Zion Brown, the O's or zeroes, and uh, check checking your feed right now as you work alongside Zach Osterman, I guess. Uh, injury update for tonight, Xavier Johnson and C.J. Gunn still listed as questionable, and then now it appears for the first time this year, IU publicizing that Jordan Rayford would be uh, out for the season, huh?
1: Yes, I guess so. Uh, Rayford is a, a transfer walk-on coming on from Air Force, and we haven't really gotten a lot of information about what his exact specifics are of the ngI I have heard some rumblings that it was pretty bad that it didn't seem like he would come back anytime soon. So tonight's the first time we have seen that just season in quotation marks next to his name. And once again, he's a walk-on. I don't think they expected him to, to play a big role this year, but that's just one less one less body that IU will have this year. And then also, Ja'Kai Newton remains out. And last week in Mike Woodson's coach's show, he basically said that he believed Ja'Kai Newton will be out for the entire season as well, I guess. I guess with him, they haven't fully said that he will be out for the whole season yet, but it appears as so though we won't see Ja'Kai Newton have his freshman season until next year as a red
0: shirt. Gotcha. And so one more on uh, this men's matchup tonight against Moorhead State. For the Hoosiers, just kind of focusing on themselves, what are what are you wanting to see in, in the next step forward in their process to, to trying to eventually peak as a tournament team?
1: I think what I'm looking at in these games is is Gabe Cups who – He's a fan favorite. IU fans love him, and you watch him play, you know why. He's a, he's a really strong defender, makes a lot of little plays that make a difference throughout the ball game. But when you look at Gabe Cups and you just look at his his production as far as offensively, he just hasn't really been there for him. He scored 11 against Auburn, but a lot of that came after the Tigers have kind of blown that game open. He only scored two played 37 minutes, and only scored two points against Kansas. Only scored two points against Michigan. Didn't score in 24 minutes against Maryland. For now, until Xavier Jobs comes back, which – I know he's the best questionable on that report tonight. I would be shocked if we saw Xavier Johnson in this game. So until Xavier Johnson comes back, Gabe Cups is the starting point guard. He's a freshman and and he wasn't you know expected to have this big of a role this early on. But the the scenario of the team is what it is. So for these next few games, I think I'm really looking at Gabe Cups if he can produce more, whether that's scoring or passing, even as a point guard, his assist numbers. He hasn't had more than three assists in a game this year. So I'm looking to see if he could take more more leaps and take a bit of a jump on what he does with, with the ball in his hands because so far we haven't seen much
0: for sure now before i ask you about football you were on the call last night on btn plus as the 16th ranked in the country women's basketball iu squad uh, had a route against uh, evansville 109 uh, 56 what's been your uh, impression so far this season for the iu women's team
1: So far this year, I would say that this IU team has been good, not great, and it's a team that I think has the potential to be great again like they were last year. Last year, they were one of the top four teams in the country throughout the season until they got upset in the second round against Miami. But this year, they lost Grace Berger, and I'm not sure if that is the reason why we've seen a bit of a drop-off, but it's just not as smooth, I would say, as it was last year. They they are now uh, 9-1. They've won eight straight games since... Taken a really bad loss, not a bad loss as far as resume wise, but just by how much they got beat is a huge loss against Stanford early in November. But they, they they bounced back and won a few key games from them. But I'm just looking for this, this women's team just to see how much they can come together in jail and, and get back that rhythm and the synergy they had last year. Because right now they're relying on the fact that they just have a, a collection of good players. Now, these next few weeks, and, and before they play the big game as I was on January 13th, the big thing for them is putting it all together and and looking like that connected unit that they were a season ago.
0: Yeah. Still some time to, uh, to get to form there for the Hoosiers on the women's side. Now, Zion, finally focusing on football. You're there on campus in Bloomington. Uh, what's the pulse of the program at this moment, just ahead of, uh, the early signing day tomorrow.
1: Yeah. there's a lot of people that are excited about this, this new era with Kurt Schignetti and they should be, um, I got here, so I'm a a junior right now, so I got on campus in the fall of 2021, coming off the great 2020 season that Indiana had. And I would say right before that season started was the most hope that that fans and and students had had for this team. And, of of course, we saw how that went, three straight terrible seasons, and and Tom Allen now done as the head coach, officially announced as the Penn State uh, defensive coordinator today. And, And now we're seeing that energy and excitement back. They've got a few transfers in at the wide receiver position, and they're looking like they're going to have quite the wide receiver core next year. They're they're keeping Donovan McCauley, who had a great end to last season, even despite all the turmoil throughout the program. McCauley was great for the Hoosiers last year, and then they added Miles Price from Texas Tech, Miles Cross from Ohio, and Keyshawn Williams from Wake Forest. Those are all guys that had over a 1,000 received yards last season at their respective schools, so... This is a an offense that is expected to be dynamic last year. That is what Kirk Signetti is known for. He's had, I believe, three straight uh, player of the year, offensive player of the year uh, at James Madison. So he's known for getting great quarterbacks, getting great offenses, and I think that's what the goal is right now for Neon, and a lot of these people around here believe that that's what they'll have coming into this 2024 season.
0: Yeah, glad for them to uh to have some juice. And Zion, you gave it away because after uh after that I was just gonna put out there, I bet no one would from listening to you talk here would guess that you are currently a junior at IU. <laughs> You're a major prospect in the sports media world. And here in a, a city like Fort Wayne where we have uh, the tin caps in minor league baseball and fans were ahead of the curve uh knowing about Fernando Tatis Jr. when he was just eighteen years old or with a, a mid major uh basketball program like Purdue Fort Wayne, folks got to know about John Conchar before he became uh, an NBA veteran with the Memphis Grizzlies. And even on the broadcasting side, my uh, predecessor with the Tin Caps, Mike Cousins, a guy who just, for example, last weekend was calling the L.A. Bowl uh, nationally for ESPN in an NFL game out in San Francisco. And later tonight, uh, Mike Monaco, another former Tin Caps teammate, he's um, in action on the mic for ESPN covering the NHL. So I just want everyone out there who's listening right now to remember the name, Zion Brown, indie guy. Ben Davis High School, I'm proud to say I've become friends with Zion through uh, the Black Play-by-Play Broadcaster Grant and Scholarship Fund. That's a prestigious recognition at a national level that Zion has received uh, over the last few years. So congratulations on everything you're doing. I mean, it's big time for a current college junior to be covering the Hoosiers for the Indy Star. And uh, you're totally deserving of it, though. So congratulations and uh, keep it up. All right.
1: Yeah, thanks, John. And I just want to say thank you so much for having me. And and the friendship, as you mentioned, has been really helpful for me. So thank you, and, and good luck with the rest of the show today.
0: Hey, so I'll ask you one more on the way out though. As you have a, a bright future, really, no matter what you pursue. But for anyone who wants to, again, follow you on social media at Zion Brown zeros instead of O's. But you know, how are you? How are you liking uh, more writing for uh, the Indy Star, but at the same time a lot of broadcasting through student media with IU. What's uh, what are you hoping are going to be the next steps going forward?
1: Uh, going forward, I'm just, you know, I'm doing both, like you said. Um, tonight's game, I'm not calling tonight's game, but I was on the call, as you mentioned, for that women's game last night. And I just, I really enjoy both. And, it's, you know, there's uh, a lot about this IE Sports Media program that I think is probably one of the best, if not the best, in the country right now. Just the opportunities we get here day in and day out to, to really pursue a lot of skills in media and these multimedia opportunities. So it's really been
0: a joy. Well, again, rooting for you, and I uh, know big things are in store. And, uh, again, I know it's something you started working hard at back when you were still uh, in high school at Ben Davis. And just locally here in the Fort Wayne community, I know there are a lot of uh, high school students who are putting in a great effort um, with, their, with their local high schools in providing coverage of their team. So, again, uh, congrats, and talk to you next time. Thanks so much, y'all. Here's Zion Brown. You can catch his coverage of the Hoosiers with the Indy Star. And, again, really just high-level stuff you would not uh, not expect it to be from a current college student. And I guess I will just put out there kind of a reminder for everyone, uh, not underrate the youth, uh, because a lot there are a lot of really special, talented young people, including here in sports media.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. So
0: again, you can say uh, you heard a, you heard about Zion here first when you look forward a few years, and undoubtedly he's going to be with uh, Fox or ESPN or a major major uh, organization like that. All right, let's step aside. We come back. Uh, we're gearing up for the five o'clock hour. Little Tuesday trivia opportunity for you to call in and win Pizza Hut. See whether or not I can defend Brett's honor with his uh, illustrious all-time record in Tuesday Time Capsule Trivia. But that and more when we continue on the Sports Rush right here on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM.